Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Fool. I'm your host, Chris Amador. This podcast is a tribute to the people I've met along my journey and to their stories. I've learned a lot from all of them, and I'm really grateful. This conversation is with Spencer, a colleague of mine at Canopy Visions in Lee, Massachusetts. Spencer's a really chill guy, always ready to help out, and as you will hear, really generous. He's a person with a lot of depth, and I really appreciated getting to know him. We also discuss his strain recommendations. A quick disclaimer, while everyone at Canon Provisions has been supportive of this podcast, Canon Provisions did not sponsor this episode. Any and all views and opinions expressed in this episode are mine or my guests and do not represent the official policy, position, views of Canon Provisions. Hope you enjoy this episode. And so it begins. So, Spencer, how you been? How's, how's, how was work today? It was really busy. Yeah. Did you work yesterday or oh, Friday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, it was real busy again. Yeah, it's, it's the words getting out, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's the reason, yeah, I mean, the thing is, there's a reason why we buy from there, you know, because we like what we get, you know, it's, it's really good stuff. So, um, you know, how we deliver it and how we show up for it. It's just, it's great. It's just, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I love going to work. It's nice. And that's the thing, though. I think that's the culture that, that, that I, the reason why I'm doing this is like, look, there's a group of people here that actually love what they do. And part of the reason why it all works is because we have the same goal. We're the same thing. Which yeah, but, is, but at the same time, we're all so different. We all bring so many, we're like a, a, a melting pot. Yeah. Because we're all from, you know, you, you're from here, I'm from over there. Yeah. And we kind of just come together into, into this and we all have real good qualities, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. And speaking of yeah. which, where no, were you born in Connecticut or were you? Yes, born, I was oh. born in Connecticut, raised in Connecticut. The same town. Um, I was born in Torrington, and then I I lived in Watertown my whole life. Okay, so when did you, when did you move from Torrington to Watertown? I thought that the Torrington was um that's just where I was born. No, oh, okay. Like the town I was born in, but I have always lived in Watertown. Okay. How do you like living in Watertown? It's okay. I've yeah. uh, so I, I lived there. Then um, I moved to South Carolina for uh, about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So I lived there for two and a half years. That was fun. Did you go there for golfing? I did. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's when I was the, on my my golf path. It's usually the the reason why people move instead of the Florida, they move to South Carolina is for the golf. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of miniature golf down in South Carolina. A lot. It was it was crazy. It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Met a lot of people. Yeah. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Lived right mm-hmm. in the beach, pretty much. Would you go back there if the if the marijuana was legal and there's a dispensary or? Uh, I mean, I would. I uh, you know I might like to maybe try and look and see someplace else. Yeah. Well, you know, but it's nice that hope, you know, I'll have options and that's all, that's my main goal is, um, you know, cause I drive about an hour, so it's far for me. So I'm trying to get my foot in the door, get my experience. And then, you know, when my girlfriend is ready to to move or whenever I'm, you know, what if it becomes legal in Connecticut, I can train, you know, hopefully get closer to home. She wants to go to a different state. I can go there and have a nice foot in the door, you know. Well, Connecticut just shot themselves in the foot when it came to legalization because uh, one one of the customers was telling me that um, pre-COVID, when when this was on the ballot, he was saying that there was people like nurses calling up at a radio station saying the addictive babies to marijuana and stuff like that. It's like it's it's ridiculous how like a feverish it was to come up with such. BS I know. To, to not get, you know, marijuana legalized. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, what, what's the, I, I don't know. Maybe there, there is a downside. They're, they're just, I've never heard of it. I've never heard just losing money. Yeah. I mean, you think these people from Connecticut are coming up to Massachusetts if it's legal in Connecticut? Probably not. No, no, it just, it, but they shot it down. And by the time, by the time Massachusetts legalized marijuana and, and the dispensary is open, it was a couple of years. So, you know, it's going to be a while before Connecticut actually sees legalization of marijuana. I mean, yeah. it's, great for, it's great for me. It's great for you. Yeah. It's, it's great for us. You know, that's, that's fantastic. But it's, it's just like it shakes my head that all the revenue that they're, they're missing out on. They're losing, yeah. 
Yeah. I always say, look at uh, look at uh, Colorado. They have legal sports betting, and they sell legal marijuana. And there, look at their economy. It speaks for itself. Yeah, it really is. And when when I lived out there, it was it was just it was nutty how thick the traffic was. It it was it was nutty. Like like you're talking Los Angeles style traffic, because the you know the 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 expansion is has been was so massive. There was bumper stickers uh, when I was out there saying uh, 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 no vacancies, you know, for people like everyone because everyone was moving to Denver because of those two things, you know. And you had you have great weed out there, really good weed. Yeah. I mean, ours is very comparable to it, uh, my experience, but. Um, but yeah, it just, it just, I, I don't get it. I don't get how people just can't do this, how they just can't. Anyway, um, yeah, getting back I, to you, <laughs> um, what, what, so how, you said you, you kind of liked it. I mean, did you go out in the woods a lot? What, what, what was childhood like for you? Um, grew up on a cul-de-sac to dead end street with a ton of kids. My child, I had a great childhood. You know, my parents are divorced. Um, so I don't really remember, I don't really ever remember them being together. They got divorced when I was like four or five or six, somewhere in there. Wow. So, but I lived with my mom full, you know, most of the time and I would see my dad a little bit during the week and like every other weekend or whatever, but I had a great childhood. I had a ton of kids. I had a dead end road. We played wiffle ball and kickball and freeze tag and it was just, it was great. No, I remember no. those freeze tag days in the woods. They were there. Oh yeah, they really yeah. were. You're just out but there all we're, night. You know, we're lucky to have a street where it was an, on the. It was a dead end, so we all would congregate on the dead end, and you know we weren't in danger. There's no, you know, we're not on a busy road, so that was always nice for the parents that they knew we were safe pretty much, you know, all the time. Mm. But it was great. I miss it. Yeah, you know what. That what keeps you up here is the fact that, that that those memories brought you a lot of happiness. What do you mean? Oh, I mean you had the choice of going to South South Carolina and staying down there. But like for me, yeah. there's always been this attraction to coming back to the Northeast, no matter where I've been in the, around the world, and uh, just the attraction to come back to it because it's familiar, because it's what yeah. my childhood. Yeah, I think for me sometimes though I need I need that unfamiliar. I can get caught up in being and getting too comfortable too familiar so mm-hmm. you know like and i came i came back because for i came back here because of work mm-hmm. um the way it worked was for me was you kind of had to work your way up after i was done with my schooling to get to the you know to get to where i wanted to be and i'd already been doing that for so long so but down there they wanted you to start at the bottom and i'd already done that before i went to school I was just ready to like to step up. So, but down there, you needed to start at the bottom. So then I called my uh, couple people up here and I got an, uh, an assistant golf professional job up here. So that's why I came back, yeah. you know, mostly for work. I mean, yeah. I, mean I might've stayed down there if I could have found a, a, a job down there that where I didn't have to start like in a, you know, an outside service and, you know, work my way up. I just wasn't, just didn't want to do that. But you know, family here, friends here. When you, you know, see the way up, how how does how does that look? Because when you, like, and if you work in a restaurant, you 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 know, most restaurants you start off as a you know, busser, runner, waiter, pretty, bartender. Yeah. So what's what's that what's that like? So before I went to school, I was working outside in a bag room where we would just like clean the carts. You know, the it was, it was a private course, so there was members. The members would come in, we would clean the car, we would clean their clubs, they would tip us and whatever. So I had, that's what I had been doing. So when I got out of school, you know, the first thing I wanted to do, you know, I didn't want to do that anymore. I had done that, been there, done that. So, but everybody, everybody down in South Carolina, you know, wasn't just show up, you know, get a job in the pro shop as an assistant, you know, that you had to start into the, you know, outside kind of doing the same thing. I was kind of just done with that. So that's when I called up here and I and found a job up here where mm-hmm. I didn't have to start in the back room where they just put me in and said, all right, you're going to be the assistant and let's try this out. 
So you said you went to, to school for this in South Carolina. Yep. What, what, there's there, how many schools are there? Like how, why is South Carolina? Is South Carolina the um, best school for it? Was um, it was it wasn't a four year school. It was like a like a trade school almost. It was a like a twenty month course or something. And, what did that um, teach you? It taught me the business of golf, not to be a to play golf, but to run a golf course to you know, you know, the business side of the golf course, you know, the, the customer service side of the golf course, you know, just anything, anything and everything, you know, you needed to know if you were going to be a professional at a golf course. And you, and you use these techniques uh, from this program, obviously to Canada. Right. Yeah. And I was, you know, and I was an assistant at a, at, that, at that golf course for, for eight years. Mm. Wow, so, that's a long you know, time. I knew, I knew that, I knew that place inside and out. I could do any job there. You know, I had, I could, I was one of like three people who could lock and open the building. So. Well, I mean, you, it seems like, well, as a kid, you're very athletic. Um, you're obviously into sports, but what, what was the thing that, that just said golf is for me? What was that moment? Um, you know, I, I didn't, I, I was pretty good in school when I was young. I didn't have to put a lot of work in, uh, like through, like up, to, up through high school. You know, I didn't have to put a lot of work in and I could do pretty well. I could still get A's. And then once the, the I, I tried to go to college and just kind of, I wasn't ready. And I kind of forced myself into going because I thought it was the right thing to do because that's what you're supposed to do after high school. You're supposed to go to college. Right. Mm. So I kind of, so I kind of screwed that up and then I took a little break and I tried to go back and I screwed that up. And I just thought that, um, I thought that golf was my, could be my passion, you know, could be my career. Right. And when was the first time you swung a golf club? Uh, since, you know, three, three years old, four years old. That early. Yeah. Five oh, years old. Little Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So I've been playing golf my whole life. Wow. But what, what happened was it started working, started ruining my love to play golf. And that was part mm. of it too. Mm. It was killing my love of the game because it was my whole life. Because if I wasn't, you know, if I wasn't playing or having fun, I was working there. So. Right. Who were your inspirations to be a better golfer, to be like, the person like this is the guy I want to be like uh like who who are your inspirations probably uh probably my my boss the head pro at the golf course I'm at or yep. I was at you know he helped me he's I wouldn't be here without him today mm. so definitely him you know but just just me you know I wanted to I wanted to be the best me that I could be. And I thought, I thought that it was something that I wanted to do with my life and just turns out it wasn't. See, I, I like playing golf, but watching it, it's like, I, I need to be, I guess it takes I, it. Yeah. That's how I feel about soccer. Really? I can't watch soccer. soccer. Oh, <laughs> I just dude. can't watch it. It's dude. just, it just, it's painful for me. Oh dude. I, Oh, I feel quite the opposite. Well, I, I, I guess, know. you know, you know, it's like I, I love I love to play golf. I mean, I'm 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 hands down the best slicer you'll ever meet. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know and I, I explain what a slicer is if, if people are not familiar with with that. Uh, the slicer, you hit the hit the big uh, the big bananas, the big the shots that uh, that just go way. You know, for righties they go way right, and for lefties they go just way left. Yeah. They start right and go right, or start left and go left. Well, I never had a golf lesson in my entire life. Never. And my friends are just like, hey, let's go play golf. Well, sure, why not? You know, I'm up for anything. I mean, the way I taught myself how to swim was just to dive into the deep end, like figure it out. You know, I started paddling like a dog and I went to the other side. It's like, okay, that's how you, that's how you swim. I mean, that's, a, that's just like, I'm just that kind of guy. Yeah. And so um, went up there, went up to the tee and everything. And I was all set to go. And I saw my friend swing a few times and my other friends swing. And I did it and like, boom, I was like, holy cow, that went way over to the right. They're like, no, you're supposed to go over there, you know, that way, that way. And uh, it's like, wait, the second time you did it, did it again, boom. 
This time, the third time I did it, I said, all right, this is what's, how, how I'm going to play. You know, I, I took the ball like way over to like past 45 degrees, shot it over, and it's like it went in the right direction. So that's how I played the whole nine, nine, nine holes. We're <laughs> just like hitting it over in that way. Yeah. And, but I yeah. mean, the, the score is somewhere north, like a 200 or something like that. From, you know, but that's, you're supposed to get low numbers, not high numbers in golf. Yeah. But, uh, and, and I tried practicing. I tried. I did it yeah. over and over and over but again, the, slicing away. The problem is if you don't, if you're, if you don't know how to fix what you're doing, yeah. you know, and you just keep hitting balls, you're not helping really. You're just kind of feeding bad habits in, which isn't good either. Right. And the thing is, I, I, was, I figured YouTube would help out. I figured YouTube and I can just it's turn tough. my wrist there's, into something. There's just so many videos, you know, yeah. so many videos to choose from. And, so, and you're not something a video can solve. It's something that somebody's got to be there to watch. Yep. And, and, and if there's, that's what I love about the golf, about the golf swing is there's so many moving parts of, yes. of a golf swing. You know, there's a, there's a pot, you know, there's a way to stand. There's the way to hold the club. There's the way to swing the club. And if just one of those things is off a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to hit it good. It's crazy. Yeah, and you'd see it too. And, I, and the, 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 what actually made me stop was looking at all the people who've been at the game for a long time, how, how they hit. And you can hear that crisp little snap as the club hits the ball and you can see the ball fly away. And I just, I just yeah. look at them like, yeah, I just want to take this club to your knee. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, of course, I'm jealous. You know, jealous. The problem is, is most, uh, most slicers, they, when you slice the ball, that means you're coming over the top and you're creating the ball to spin left to right mm-hmm. and that caught because you're coming you're across it and the ball is cutting so but the problem is most people think okay i'm hitting it right what do i have to do i have to try and swing more left right isn't that what okay. you would think yeah yeah but that only makes it worse because mm-hmm. now they're trying to swing left but they're making contact with it with an open club face and that, and that creates the ball spinning even more right. So you almost have to swing right to hit it left or swing left to hit it right. Yeah. Wow. It, yeah. And, th- and that would have, you're right. I was, I was just creating bad habits and that's why yep. I kind of stopped, you know, but I mean, I was thinking about getting a, a golf club set and, but the problem was I was almost at the bottom that I did not know what, club to get for me because of my height because i, I didn't yeah. want to get you know one club and it's like oh it's a little bit short i, I didn't i need somebody there yeah. to guide me to getting the right thing because it's a big investment it's a really big well, investment. and it is and it's that's changed in the past 10 years um you know when i was first starting we used to have clubs just on the rack in the, in the golf shop and people would just come and buy them you know it was just hey i want these clubs and you would just give them to them it's no problem but it's evolved now to where now in that golf shop, there are no irons or no golf sets to just buy. Everything is fitted. So you would come in, you would say, Hey, I want to get these irons. And I would say, Hey, all right, Chris, let's, um, let's set up an appointment and I'm going to take you to the driving range. And we're going to hit all these different clubs with all these different, because the most important thing is the shaft mm-hmm. of how whippy the shaft is, you know? So, you might need a different shaft than me based on how you swing and how I swing. But that's the point, you know, you're almost, you're doing, you're doing people a disservice not getting fitted because they can take your height and your swing and they can take everything into, into this, you know, and then they can give you the right clubs for you. Mm. Now you currently so, work at a, at a store where you, where no, I can just nope. go in and talk. Okay. Not anymore. Where, what what do you uh, where do you recommend uh, like if I somehow come into a small fortune and I wanted to blow it in, in golf clubs? Um, I would recommend going to um, to, to to find a, a good um, a good PGA professional mm-hmm. around at either at a public course or even a private course and you know say hey I'm looking to buy some new irons I want to get fitted. Wow. I need a fitting. You know? Almost like a then, bespoke suit. Yeah. Damn. I mean, how much? How much for? 
I know I get these emails all the time saying, uh, you know, tailor-made and this, this, like what, what, what companies would you select? Would you say that they're solid and they get great clubs? Um, I would say Mizuno has the best irons. I, I think, um, Mizuno Titleist has great irons. Um, but if you're going to go woods and stuff and drivers, no, no Mizuno, <laughs> but Mizuno has really good irons, but I, they don't have great, uh, drivers or anything drivers titleist tailor-made callaway yeah what's the difference what's like someone you know doesn't know anything about golf what's the difference between between the two they're just different companies um you know they, they just you know titleist is is, is, is your probably your name brand yeah. of, but like, of, of golf but like woods and irons, what's what's what would you need? Oh, oh uh, so an iron is something you would hit on a sh- for a shorter distance, and a a driver is something you would want to hit far. Okay. All and right. then you have you can have a couple smaller drivers or woods, but they're small. You know, they they look like drivers, but they're the the, the heads on are smaller, and they're gonna you know. So you have a couple of those, and then mostly irons. It's and, not, you know, you, you carry 14 clubs in your bag, usually one putter and then 13 clubs. And, you know, the idea is you should be able to know how far you can hit every club and mm. you should have evenly gapped distances, you know, so you should know if you're 150 yards from the pin, you say, oh, I'm going to hit this eight iron because I hit it 150 yards. Hmm. Oh, Okay. It's definitely a huge science to this. It sounds like I'm putting together the car sometimes. Yeah, it's tough. It's <laughs> yeah. tough. Wow. I mean, it's it's a very expensive sport. Absolutely. It's a, you know, it's a very expensive sport. Absolutely. I mean, but over time, have you seen have you seen this sport become more affordable? No. Really. <laughs> no. If uh, you know, if you just have to be. I'm trying to think of how to say this, you know, for me, it's, it's just, I love it. So I don't, and the fact I haven't spent money to play golf for yeah. my whole life almost, because when I was at that golf course, and then when I, once I was the assistant, I got all my clubs were for free. I was sponsored by Mizuno actually. Wow. So Mizuno gave me a, a, a set of irons and then uh, I, and then I got a, you know, filled my set. And then, um, and I never had to pay to play either. Mm-hmm. I was taking, you know, I didn't have a membership, but I was playing there cause I worked there and I, you know, didn't have to pay for golf carts, which most people do. Mm-hmm. So I said, I didn't pay for anything golf wise until just recently where I had to start paying cause I wasn't in the business anymore. Right. Damn. I mean, you, yeah. you, you but out. Yes, it's very expensive. It's, um, yeah. You know, I would say you, you have to be committed to, to, you know, it's not, so, you know, if you're going to buy a set of golf clubs, you, you better, you know, you want to use them, mm-hmm. especially if you're going to buy a nice set. If you're going to join a private golf club or join a public golf club, you know, mm-hmm. there's no, you know, you don't want to join a private golf club and then not play. So it's a commitment. Golf mm-hmm. is a commitment because it is, it is very expensive. When I, the few times I did play golf, I, I noticed that it was tw- twerking my left knee a little bit because I'm a righty when I, when I golf. So it was twerking yep. my left knee a little bit. Is, 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 are those injuries common in, in golf? Absolutely. Yep. You, you know, there's a lot of force. You're, you're using a lot of force with yeah. your body. And then, uh, you know, your left knee would make sense because when you take, you know, when you swing, ideally you want all your weight uh, when you take it, when you're at your top, at your backswing, all your weight's on your right side. And then when you go to the downswing to make contact with the ball, you want to th- thrust all your weight from your right side onto your left leg. So it would make sense for your knee, that left knee, that left knee, you know, it's, fo- it's holding a lot of force when you, when you swing because all your weight is finishing there. Wow. When you finish your golf swing, you should have 90, 90 to 95% of your weight on your left foot if you're a right-handed golfer. All right. So, so it's, a lot of, it's a lot of weight and it's a lot of, sw- you know, you swing a lot and you're getting older. It's just, yeah, it, there's a lot of injuries that could, little, little knick-knack, tiny injuries that can creep in. 
No. But is, are there injury, are there injury prevention things to do, uh, to, well, to prevent that from happening? Probably not. Because, I mean, I've seen, I've, I've witnessed some, um, some golfers where they, they actually plant their foot going um, horizontally. And there's yes. some golfers that actually lift up and then and, 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 uh, bring their foot in the 45 degree angle but when they make right. contact. Right. And so, the technique better than the other to prevent knee injury or? Yeah, I mean, you definitely. I mean, if you think about it, if you're swinging and your feet are totally square where they're, you know, where, where you're just standing straight and hitting it, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you, there's a lot of, there's a lot of torque on your lower body. And, oh, and, and some people do, they, they, you can fan out your front foot a little bit and it'll help you rotate around your body more. Okay. Especially, yeah, I see that with uh, with older with people that are getting older that can't turn like they used to be able to turn when they were younger. You, you can fan that foot out a little bit, and it's going to give you a little more room to to get around yourself when you swing. That's a technique I want to learn. How much does it cost for me to learn that technique? <laughs> Bucket of balls, right? Bucket of balls? No, I mean if I had to hire Bucket you, of balls. and a ball, if you had to I hire, hire me, if you yeah. want. If you if you're looking for a golf lesson, you're paying forty five to sixty bucks per for an hour or so, forty five minutes that's to an hour. That's not too bad. I was thinking you're going to charge like New York City prices, like one hundred fifty bucks no. or something. You know? No, but that's tough, and um, that's another thing that why I kind of got out was because all the pros. That's where the teaching is where they make their money, and I kind of really didn't like to teach. I mean, think about it. You do. You know, you're working and you do four lessons in a row for at 45 minutes each at 60 a pop. I mean, that's not bad money, cash. Mm-hmm. So, but I just wasn't for me. I didn't like, not that I didn't like the one-on-one, but it's tough to teach people because people, especially golf-wise, people get frustrated very, very easily. Really? Because they want to be good. Well, you want to be you. You want you want one thing to help you be better, right? Mm-hmm. But in golf, like I said, there's all these little things that if one thing's wrong, you know. So, so and people want people want results immediately, and that's kind. You know, it's not it's tough. I can give you a lesson, and if you don't practice what we practiced at the lesson before our next lesson, you're wasting your money and you're wasting my time. And your time. Mm-hmm. It's tough. You know, I, when something I was, you have to work at. Yeah. I, I remember being a trainer and uh, a personal trainer in Philadelphia. And I have one, one client complain about how she's not losing weight. And I said, well, what's your diet like? I'm like, well, my boyfriend and I, we go out to eat you know, almost every night. And we finish off a bottle of wine. And okay, uh, what time is that? It, it's around 10 o'clock. Like I get to bed at, at, at 12. And like the responsibility is on me to get her to have her body adapt to that lifestyle. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's like your age, everything is a factor. And you're right. It's like trying to talk to people like they want immediate results. And I, and, and, and all those ridiculous things about um, uh, what is the wedding, the, the, the wedding diet or the wedding, wedding trainer, if you got six weeks you know, to, to lose a lot of weight and stuff like that. It's like, it doesn't work that way. You got to take time. No, it, it does. Um. Yeah. I gave a, uh, when I was coming up and a bunch of years ago, I gave a lesson to this, to this lady and, um, she got there and she was swinging. She couldn't even hit the ball. Like she couldn't even hit, like she was swinging and missing. Mm -hmm. And after about 40 minutes, I had her hitting it and getting it up in the air most of the time, but it wasn't good enough for her. She wanted to hit it farther and better. and, And I said, I said, I said, I didn't say this to her, but I'm thinking to myself, I mean, man, like you couldn't even hit the ball when you got here. Mm-hmm. I got you hitting the ball straight up in the air. I mean, right. you know, that's, it's, you got to take baby steps. And I think that's it. And, um, you know, in a lot of areas of life, right. You got to take baby steps. You can't expect to, to get from here to here without putting any work in. Right. Well, speaking of baby steps, when was your first time that you smoked marijuana? 
my first time I smoked marijuana. So, and what was it? What was the strain? If you can remember, I don't remember the strain. I was, I didn't smoke until I don't drink really. I never did any, I never did anything until I was probably 18. So really? like my end of my senior year in high school, probably. Mm. It's probably the first time I smoked. It's pretty mm-hmm. late for, for a lot of people probably. I, no, not really. I mean, I mean, I smoked, I think, what was oregano when I was 16. But yeah, <laughs> well, yeah I smoked. Uh, I was with my, my best friend. That's still my best friend now. And um, he he smoked all the time, and I used to I used to tell him I'm like, what are you doing? You know, don't smoke that crap. You know what? And then uh, he actually came and lived with me for maybe five or six months, where he just he he didn't have a great childhood, and his mom kind of put him in a bad spot. So my mom actually took him in, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I remember one time he was uh, I had a waterbed. And he was, he just, he just smoked and he came in, he was laying on my waterbed and he was, he was stoned. My mm-hmm. mom comes down. He's like, she's like, where did you get that? Where'd you get that weed? You know, I'll get it for you. And I don't want it to be laced. And that's, that's how my mom is like, yeah. you know, like I'll get you the weed, you know, I want to make sure you're going to, you're not getting bad stuff. But so, was, so, so it was with him and we smoked and, I remember we were playing video games and I had the munchies and it was great. And you've been hooked ever since. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and then started smoking with, with all these other people and I don't remember the strain. I mean, we didn't smoke, you know, that was, was, we didn't smoke real good stuff. It was probably just like, like mids or, you know, we were still picking seeds out at that time, at that time in my smoking career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What were your uh, what were your dealer experiences like? As far as like the people that I dealt with, the people you dealt with, were you dealing at all? Were, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you want to incriminate yourself or anything, but no, like, that's okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I had a friend, a, a you know, a close friend that that dealt, so it wasn't hard for me to get it, and he dealt oh. a lot. And then, um, and then as as I moved on, I started I started dealing was dealing mm-hmm. i was making money on the side and but i know i've gotten beat for money and stuff really? like that and wow Sorry. yeah i had the uh, i was uh i was in kind of me and my stepbrother kind of did it together and just kind of stuff got sideways a little bit there with him Oof. dealing but you know you live and you learn yeah but now, uh, it's, uh, I'm, but when you mentioned before about having, uh, you're telling your, you're telling your, uh, oh, was it your cousin? Your, your co- no, it was your, your friend that moved in with you. Yeah, my best friend. Yeah, best friend. When you're telling your best friend, don't get into that stuff. Like, w- w- was there stuff that you grew up with, uh, believing that marijuana was bad? W- 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 where did you? What did you? Yeah, hear? I guess I, I don't know. I never. I didn't. I guess I was pretty sheltered to it until my probably halfway through high school. Mm. You know, I wasn't kind of, I just, I was sheltered from it. So I didn't really, I knew, you know, I, I knew that you smoke weed to get high, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really know. That's pretty much all I knew. Mm -hmm. And then my, you know, my friend started doing it a little bit, not all the time. Wasn't like now where, you know, I'm smoking, I smoke every day. Mm. but it was once in a while oh we're gonna smoke we're gonna buy a you know a dime bag or you know you know how it was back then well i mean what, what, did you grow up in a religious environment did you was, was like church part of your life no was... no not really um my dad didn't you know my dad didn't drink really i never saw my dad drink a beer when i was younger you know, he didn't smoke you know he he, he definitely never smoked my parents never smoked around me. Mm. So it was just like, it was there and it was something that I knew about, but it was nothing that like was really close to me until the people closer to me started experiencing it a little more. Mm. Yeah. Because some of the, like for me, my experience was growing up in the Nancy Reagan era where, where it's like, just say no. And, and um, it wasn't like that for me. Like I said, it was, you know, like, I, I guess I, I didn't condone it. I didn't want my best friend 
going and getting high when I was in high school. And then, right. you know, and then kind of just, you get a little older and you just, I'll try it. And I liked it. And what, what brought you to Canva Visions? What, what, what was the, was it you know, being a customer first and then? Okay. I mean, so I, yeah, I was a customer and um, I mean, I, so I've been to, have you been to any other dispensaries in mass? A couple. Yeah. I've, I went to the, I went to the NADA um, dispensary one time and they had four strains available for me to purchase four strains. That's it. Okay. One of them, one of the strains was CBD only. Ooh. The second strain was for medical patients only. So I had two strains to choose from a sativa and an indica. That was it. So I went there a couple of times and I'm like, man, there's gotta be other dispensaries around here. This, I don't know. This place isn't doing it for me. And then I found can of provisions and yeah, I was, I started going there. And then all of a sudden I will go there one time. And so at the golf course, I'm uh, laid off in the winter. So I collect unemployment in the winter. So I was in, it was in the winter last winter and I was just sick of golf and right trying to get out and went to get some, you know, pick up some weed up at Canna and we're hiring. I said, wow, this could, (laughs) this could work. This this could work. I mean, it's a, it's a little far, but it could work. Yeah. And it and, really uh, is an hour for you? Yeah. Wow. And it could it could take me an hour and 20 if I get behind the river yeah. car. But yeah. um so yeah, so I said let's yeah, let's let's put an application not thinking much of it. You know, the other part was of it was okay, I'd never got drug tested at the golf course. So that was never an issue. Now all of a sudden I want to leave golf or I want to go find something else. I could probably got to pass a drug test, right? Mhm. So it was kind of like killing two birds with one stone. Like, okay, I can find a new job and I don't have to pass a drug test because they want me to smoke, <laughs> right? They want yeah. us to, to do it, to smoke yeah. and then experience the products and everything. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you find, the, for me, the best part of, of the job is being able to interact with people and talk about weed. What, what, do, you, what do you find the most <clears throat> Today, today, me and me and Zach were dealing with this. Zach was guiding um, a customer, and they had a great kind of hit it off. And then I was on a register, and I got brought into the picture. And we were talking about. He's like, I want, you know, the best sativa. And I said, you know, amnesia haze. And he goes, that's what I got. That's what Zach told me to get. And it's just you just we hit it off, and that's what I love about it. Like this guy was so happy to come in and talk to Zach and then talk to me and talk about the, the, the dosi woe that he bought or the, the amnesia haze that, that Zach told him was the best sativa in the store. Yeah. You know, th- those are the things, yeah. you know, and then uh, another thing I had a couple weeks ago was I had made a recommendation to somebody and they came back and, and sought me out and said, Hey, thanks for recommending that red dragon to me because it was awesome i'm so happy you're like that makes me feel good yeah that red dragon's amazing that is but really just, really good stuff just that that customer you know i i wasn't waiting on him that day he came he, he went out of his way to say hey spence uh, spencer you you recommended red dragon to me last week thank mm. you it was great i yeah. loved it yeah I mean, those are the things I like because we're all trying to share the same experience, which is, yeah. you know, ultimate happiness. You know, it's just to be happy and be be relaxed. And life is really stressful right now. And to yeah. take take a break from Especially that stress this. is amazing. Yeah. What did you do for your two months off? Play a lot of golf. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to be a dumb question, but I just like. I just knew no, that you, you see you gotta understand the two months off was just a continuation um of my unemployment you know because i was already laid off so i would i would probably i would tr- usually i get laid off sometime in november or december and then i'm laid off for the golf from the golf course until it opens back up again because it's private so it's closes in the winter mm-hmm. so i mean i'm usually on unemployment every year for f- four to five to six months depending on you know, one year the golf course shut down in October because we had a blizzard. You know, mm. So now I'm on unemployment from October until April. Mm. 
So. And so you so just use that time to sell weed. My two months off was just a continuation of. Of that time. Yeah. Wow. Nice. I mean, I, I, the consensus I'm hearing was that from a lot of people that the, the two months off, including myself, um, away from work was getting a bit nutty. Was was the same for you? Because I, I was I was looking looking forward to going back quite a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could definitely tell you because I've you know, I, I mean, I had the same cycle every year with the yeah. golf for 15 years, pretty much, where it was work, you know, work March to November, and then I'm gonna have you know, November through, you know, November, December, January, February, I'm, I'm collecting, I'm laid off. So, you know, when, and, and I worked a lot in between that span, I was working 50 or 60 hours a week, a lot of years. So you work a lot to get that time off. You're not getting, you know, the, the pay wasn't that great, but I mean, yeah, when, when November came and, the, and it started to get cold and started to snow, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt good to get that first couple of weeks. It's like, yeah, I love this. This is great. But then, yeah, you get, you know, it becomes a month. And then it's like, geez, like I'm ready to, you know, just sitting around and watching TV isn't cutting it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, but I was definitely excited to, you know, and for me, you, you would, you had worked there prior where I hadn't. So, yeah, yeah I you was just ready showed to up. get in there and, you know, get my feet wet. Yeah, it was really, it was like saying hi to you and then the following week saying bye. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was just, crazy. Yeah. yeah well, it was well, a crazy, crazy experience. Yeah. But I, I'm happy, I'm grateful. I love working there. <laughs> I love being there. Yeah, no, you, know, you're, you, you really... I love the people that come in. I love the people <laughs> I work with. It's a, it's a great environment. It really is. It's, it's, it's not... People, people keep asking me all the time, like, like even customers say, are you hiring? And you just say, yeah, they were great. This is how it, and they, they had the same thing over and over and over again. Everyone seems to be loving what they do. Everyone yeah. seems to be happy. It's, yeah, we're getting you high, you know, and it's, <laughs> I, I've, I've said, I've said to people and the, and the, and the customers and I walk up to them and, and I'm dead honest when I say this and it starts off as a joke, but my eye is getting them high. Yeah. My, my eye really is getting them high. I love how they respond to suggestions, like you said earlier. And um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like what, what could be better? What could be better than seeing people get happy? I know. So I just love it. Yeah. And it's only getting bigger. It's just, this, this is just like, this is just beginning, right? Yeah. The this weird thing is the, the, the huge difference between De- working in Denver, because I worked at a dispensary in Denver to working in Massachusetts is that, it's extremely hard to get a bud tender's job in Denver because it is like something everyone covets. It's a really hard thing to do. So when yeah. I came, when I moved back, uh, back, back East and to hear that a dispensary was hiring, it's like, wait, what you're hiring? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, you know? Um, but yeah, it just, I, I, I couldn't think of anything else better to do. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, part of the reason why I got into the golf was because I just, I just couldn't see myself, you know, sitting behind the computer desk, you know, for eight hours a day, Monday to Friday, like, Mm. it just wasn't me, you know, maybe that's why I didn't do, you know, school didn't work out for me. But for, you know, that's why I went to this because it was something that I that I had passion for and mm-hmm. it's new and it's something it's upcoming and it's, and it's action. It's, it's, I mean, it was crazy today. Yeah. It was, it was, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love when it's crazy and busy, you know, it's not, you know, it's not like you're working at a liquor store. There's one person there working, right. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of people come in every half hour. It's, this isn't like that. This is, it's crazy. Yeah. And the one thing is that I, I, I so enjoy about having, um, sorry, there's some mosquitoes here that I'm just like, how they get. Yeah. I saw, here. I see swat. I'm, yeah. I'm just like, God, get out of here. Get my, you know? uh, my star killer. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is the best. I love that star killer. I absolutely positively love that. I'm going to start a religion just based on the star killer in LA confidential for insomniacs. I really I love am. It. It's it's just nutty. 
I mean, for me, it, it, when I wake up, it helps me to go right back to sleep. That's, that's great. That, that's why I love it. It's great. Yeah, and tastes good too. It does. What do you like it about does. it? I don't know. I just love that I can just buy it. I can just go to, <laughs> I can just buy it. You know? Yeah. I just love, you know, so, you know, when we were talking earlier off camera or off podcast about, uh, about our, I've, you know, I was just flower. I, I don't even know anything about flower for until like pretty much just now, just recently, mm-hmm. you know? So to have access to that and, to have access to the concentrates now and the edibles. It's like, it's like a new world for me. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a great world. It really is just so, because you're constantly, constantly learning and I'm constantly being humbled, which is great. I'm still learning. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. single day I find, I figured I find out something new or, and I, and I still don't know anything. Yeah. Well, Especially and, and with what, the concentrates and the edibles, because it's not my, you know, I'm more flower, you know, I just smoked flour. I didn't smoke concentrates or anything. So this is, so I'm just, I'm really learning about all of that yeah. still. I mean, I, I definitely want to try, you know, having a dab, what that, what that's all about. Uh, I definitely want to do that. I want to get a nice little rig set up. I've got the quartz, but I need the, the torch and the whole experience. But, uh, you know, I, I want to explore that world of, because you've done it before, right? You told me you had the, the, Reese, it, yeah. I mean, I'm even I'm still trying to learn. I mean, I bought a rig and bought, you know, the banger and I was, I've been, I was torching it and dropping it in and it's, it's, you got to kind of know it's trial and error, I guess, to figure it out because mm. you don't want it too hot, but you can't have it too cold, right. but you don't know if it's too hot or if it's too cold. <laughs> well, uh, Nesto, he used to work at, uh, at, at yep. Lee. Now I think he's over in East Hampton or, or Holyoke or one of those two. He was, uh, he, there's a video on YouTube of him uh, showing people how to do that. And he actually bought a um, uh, heat gun. Yep. Uh, and so to the right temperature. So there's, he, he does, he, there's an instruction with that because he, that man, he, he is like, he knows a lot about marijuana. Yeah. I remember him on the Zoom meetings. Yeah. I mean, that man is knowledgeable. Man, yes. oh man. It's just, he can just read it off all the, I mean, like, it, like he's just reading. Like it's just amazing what that man knows. But um, so you, what, what were you, you were talking earlier about going to, you know, going to the schooling, this trade schooling and everything. What's your greatest ambition? What do you want to do? What do you see your, you know, like when you're 50, 60 years old, what do you want to achieve? <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, but before, before last year, I didn't know what I was going to do beyond golf. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, I live, I live my life like day, you know, day by day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I don't think, I, I don't, I mean, I, you should, you should have, you know, goals. Right. But for right now, I mean, I'm good with, you know, I've got this, I'm got a new job. I'm a new career. I'm, I'm happy for the first time and I'm real happy for, for, for the first time in a while. You know, I'm, I'm hoping, I, I, you know, to get into this, get into, you know, work my way up. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I can see you. And try and, and, you try and make a that. career out of this. And this is, that's, that's my goal. Yeah. I can definitely see you moving up for sure, because you definitely have the, the, the way you pick up everything is, is amazing. So I can, I can see that happening. Um, one last question before we go. Elon Musk is hiring you to teach him how to play golf on Mars as he colonizes Mars. And he allows you to bring three strains for the, for five years. What would those three strains be? All right. So I've been thinking about this. So I'm going to do it in no particular order. Just like, just, I'm going to do the most recent, the, my, the most recent one is the first one on the list is the Docewo from nature's heritage really yes it is my so the my reasoning for it is it's the it was it was kind of the it was one of the first um that i've ever bought you know 
when I started working at, uh, at Canna and I love it. I loved it. And I still haven't found anything that I like. Well, what's so special about the dosu? It's just, it's an, I think it's an indica or an indica and in indica dominant hybrid. I, I like indicas mostly, but it just smells so good and it looks good and it smokes good and it tastes good. Oh, the dosu well gives me, it gives me like a nice complete high. Mm -hmm. Like a relaxation, yeah. Like an old, like just kind of massage yep, for sure. Yep. Yeah, like I could smoke that and go lay in bed and just melt. You know what I mean? Nice. <laughs> just... What? How about the number two? All right. So these two next two are combined. So I'll start with the first one. I'll start with a little. How much time do we have? As much as you want to give, my man. All right. So I have. So the first one, all right, so it starts with, so I played hockey also when I was young, my whole life. Okay. I grew up with a golf club in my hand and a hockey stick in my hand. Nice. nice. So I was a goalie. So I played hockey with this kid, and we were tight on the hockey team, and we played in high school together. But we lived in different towns, and he just happened to play youth hockey before high school with me. So you know we didn't live close and i you know so we went we went to different schools so i knew him through hockey but i didn't really know him other than that but we were good 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 friends so then after high school so when we get to high school it's a co-op so mm -hmm. his high school team plays with me now like i said before i didn't smoke until after my you know pretty much the end of my senior year mm -hmm. and hockey is a fall sports so we'd already played hockey so i hadn't seen him in a while so i'm sitting there now now i'm 18 19 20 i'm looking for i'm looking for weed i can't find any weed i'm sitting there and back then um aol instant messenger there were no text messaging yet really yeah so you're on i was on you know everybody's on aol instant messenger some whatever so now this guy the same kid i'm talking about sends me an instant message while i'm looking for for weed and he says hey he goes, can you call and order me Chinese food? And I said, what? Call and order you Chinese food? For What are you talking about? He goes, I'm really, really stoned. And I, when I'm stoned, I can't talk to Chinese people. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll call, I'll call Chinese, whatever. You know, sure, I'll do it for you. And then a little light bulb went off. And he said, wait, he's stoned. He has weed. <laughs> so I asked him, I said, hey, hey, Pat, uh, you know, do you have any weed you could sell me? And his exact answer was, no, I'm not a drug dealer. And I was like, I was like, that's cold. But then he <laughs> said, then he said, but anytime you want to smoke, here's my address. You can come by anytime, night, anytime, day or night. And since then, he's been, you know, my, one of my best friends ever since that, that single moment. So, okay. So then, so I went there that day. So I didn't have any weed. I said, well, I'll be there in a little bit. And he kind of lived close to me. It wasn't that far. So I don't know what I'm getting into. I don't know what he's got. I mean, at that, at that time, I'm smoking whatever I could find. Regs, mids, you know, mm. resin, whatever it is. I you know I'm desperate. I said, hey, you know, what are we smoking? He goes, strawberry cough. I said, what? He goes, it's strawberry mm. cough. Mm. And I said, oh, okay. I, I don't know what that is. And I look at it and it's, I've never seen anything, any bud like it before in my life mm. up until that point. It was my first time really seeing like really, really like good weed, you know, up until then it was just pretty regular, you know, just nearly brick. You know, yeah. Just nothing great. That was the first time I ever saw good weed and it smelled good. And I was like, wow, this is like, what is this? This is great. So that's my sativa because I want an indica up there on Mars and I want a sativa up there on Mars just in case. So okay. those are my first two. So then the third one is Great White Shark. Hmm. And the story behind that one is my same buddy that I got Chinese food for and then we bonded and had this, you know, I still talk to him today, every, you know, every day almost, you know, the same kid. So now we start, we're older now. We now we've now we're playing hockey in like an adult league in like a beer league, you know, when we're 25, whatever. And we're playing with this kid and he's got this weed and it is phenomenal. 
It is the best weed I'd ever seen. Is it a hybrid? It was great white shark. It was a long time ago. You know, at the time, I'm, I'm not, I don't even know what sativas and indicas and hybrids are at that time. Mm. So I don't even know. But we used to buy it from him, 20 a gram. Didn't matter if you bought one gram, if you wanted an eighth or if you wanted an ounce. It was 20 a gram. Wow. And it was that good. Think wow. about that now, right? Right. Wow. But it was that good. And we paid for it. Wow. And we paid for it. So, and it was just, oh, we would go up there and I would, we would drive 45 minutes. We'd go up there. We would get, you know, seven grams for 140 bucks. Mm. You know, we'd get a quarter for 140 bucks. And we would, he would smoke us up and we would get ripped. And then we would drive home. But he had it. And it was great. It was fantastic. Oh, there's one other question I forgot to ask you. All right. Do you have a, a funny stoner moment that stands out more than anything anything else? A funny stoner moment. If you don't, it's no big deal. Just because I've heard okay, a couple. Okay, I got so. it. Same, the same kid, Pat, my buddy Pat, same guy who I bought the uh, the called the Chinese food for. We're driving. Now I'm I'm telling you, we were we were inseparable for like two or three years. Where where. I was with him almost every single day for like a three year stretch. And we were smoking almost every day. I almost every day. So one day we're driving, we're, you know, we're driving around, we're smoking, we're doing whatever. We're always high. <laughs> this cop car zooms, you know, the lights were driving the cops, the lights rip, you know, I'm like, Oh no, what's going on? So we pull over to the side and, you know, thankfully the cop just like whipped around us. No big deal. Right. And I looked at my buddy Pat and I says, I said, why does this always happen to us when we're high? And he looked at me and he goes, cause we're always high. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I always remember that. It was just kind of funny. Like why does this always happen to us when we're high? Cause we're always we're high. Always high. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, it's a, it's a think, you know, reality. That's the one that sticks out. I mean, I could sit here for hours. I'm sure you could sit yeah. here with me for hours and we could oh, trade sure. crazy, yeah. crazy smoking stories. But. Yeah. No, at some point, I mean, I'd like to do this again. I mean, it's, it was fun. You know, I learned, learned quite a bit. And there's, there's obviously a little bit more depth to uh, a lot of your stories, what you're telling me, but it's, it's, um, it just, it just takes time and, and, and getting to know you has been fun. You know, it's just, yeah. you're great to work with. You're absolutely great to work with. I appreciate with. that. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, it's, it's like we, you know, hit it off right off the bat. And yeah, and, even uh, that first, even that first day. Yeah. So one day, because I worked that one day, you were one of the people I remembered because I, you know, I didn't. Well, so thank you. Uh, I but, but, you too, dude. Yeah. I it's just, you having me on. It was fun. Yeah, and the one thing is, I, I love, I, I loved kind of making sure that you know people didn't pe people learn from my mistakes, you know, and because I made a few mistakes there, and 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 um, yeah, just want I, I want everyone to be employed and happy, you know. I just yeah, you know, and especially, but I you know we, we're like, but I want good people to work with, and coming in with a good attitude and and not a bad one and. And you, you've always had a good attitude, and I've always appreciated that. Oh, I mean, uh, that's I've learned that <laughs> mm -hmm. because of um, you know that that call, that golf course I worked at. I dealt with the it's the I dealt with the same exact people because it was a mm. private golf course, so the same exact people for fifteen years. Mm. So, you know you deal with the same people for so long, it's tough. It gets really tough, but, yeah. and there were people I didn't like. There were members there, a lot of them that I didn't like, but mm -hmm. they would never know. Well, Nobody would ever know. I would never let, that's one of my, I feel like one of my strengths is that, you know, if I didn't, if, if I didn't like a customer, they won't know. If, yeah. if I didn't know at the golf course, if, if I didn't like, you know, or if somebody didn't, you know, rub me the wrong way or whatever, they would, nobody would know unless I let them know. Mm -hmm. And I try mm -hmm. and bring that, you know, to everywhere. Well, there's an old saying that, that, that has stuck with me for a long time and, and throughout life and what's kind of got me the job, which is the only difference between heaven and hell is not, uh, is not latitude, it's attitude. 
And in, in the, the way I look at it is that all these customers are putting a roof over my head and I, yep. damn, I damn appreciate that. And yeah. if, what, if they want a little bit more attention, so be it. If they want, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is like seven years ago, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I, I wasn't even smoking. You know, I was, I was just, I had a really bad insomnia. I got into it and it's like, oh, this completely changed my life. It changed my personality. Yeah. So how can I not be grateful to the plant by sharing that gratitude with other people? Yeah, with other people. I, yeah, so it's made my life much so much better. It's brought, you know, Canada into my life. It's employees into my life. So it's, there's nothing but wonderful things I can say about this plant. So yeah, and and, I, and I, like I said, I love working there. And yeah. I and I've only worked at that golf course. I've never really worked any you know in any other industry. I come from a place where, where we don't count cash. We don't count our, we don't kind of, we don't open a drawer and count a drawer and then, yeah. you know, are held accountable for, you know, for money. And, you know, it was a cat, you know, there's a, there's a drawer that I opened that was full of singles and fives and tens. And if people bought stuff, I just put the money in and gave them change. It was, I didn't count it every time I came into, it was just kind of there. Right. No, it was just so like laid back and never had a lunch break. Wow. You know, I never had a 15 minute break. You know, we just kind of, you know, my lunch break was when it was slow. You know, I didn't clock out. So wow. this is like a whole new world for me. Wow. Coming in and, and I, you know, couldn't call out. Not that I, not that I would call out, but yeah. You know, if God forbid something happened to me and I couldn't work tomorrow, I have, 30 people that I could call and work for me. And it's no big deal. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm there. I don't have you. that. I don't have that. There's one person that there was one person that could, that could do what I, that I, that I did there. It's like, so if I wasn't there, there was nobody there. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot of stress. Definitely a lot of stress. So that's where yeah. I come from. And then to come into this where there's paid time off and sick days and lunch breaks I still remember my first day with the lunch break. I'm like, what's this? Like, what is this? <laughs> Cause I'm just not, you know, I'm not used to it. I'm not used yeah. to, to, to clocking out. And then, so. You know, the organization. Yeah. yeah. It's very happy to be there. Very happy to work with everybody. I love working with you. Thank you, man. I you know, appreciate it. You're a friend now. I, I know. You. So. Yeah, no, I appreciate what you do, and I consider you a friend as well. And it's been my yeah. pleasure. But I definitely want some golf lessons. So when I'm right. able to, when I'm able to get some golf clubs and some fitted ones, yep. let me know. Definitely let you know. But worst are you? Comes to worst, we'll just go beat it around and smoke in the car and and slice away time. and slice, slice away. away. <laughs> I'll slice with you. Um, who, who's your favorite? Before we go, who's your favorite uh, hockey team? Uh, the New York Islanders. Wow, for somebody in Connecticut. Okay, Do you remember, I was a, I was a Hartford Whalers fan. Okay, all right. I can, all remember right. the Whalers? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I was a Hartford Whalers fan. My dad had season tickets to the Whalers, um, center ice. So I grew up going to all the Whalers games. You know, I loved it, and then they ripped them right out from under me. No, oh, no. But you have, so, you have Bruins to choose from. You had uh, well, Rangers. Well, see, so the thing is, you know, I'm a Whalers fan. Who are all my arch rivals? You know, I don't like the Bruins. I hate the Bruins. I hate the <laughs> Rangers. My dad's a big Rangers fan, so I hated them, you know. So, and I was so mad at the team, I didn't want to root for, because they went from Hartford to Carolina. Mm. And then ended up winning a championship down then in Carolina like a couple years later. I don't know if you mm. remember that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, but I, I couldn't I couldn't root for them after they left, mm. so I didn't want to root for them anymore. So it was just the Islanders were kind of just there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I get it. I get it now. It makes more sense. So um, how can I um, how can I listen to your podcast? Uh, it, it'll be up. We're going to start posting it, uh, um, Taylor's, yours, and Luke's pretty soon. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is fun. I like it. You know, we, it's hard to get to know each other through work because we're so busy. So it's, we got to do it somehow. So I thought this would be the perfect way. And also for customers to get to know us through the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Let me know. Let me know as soon as I can go. Cause I'd love to listen to 
uh, to your to, to you know your conversations with Taylor and with Luke and whoever whoever else. Thank you, really cool. I agree. I really do appreciate this. I really, really do. You got it. I have so, fun. Thanks, Chris. All right, my man. Talk to you later. All right. I'll talk to you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to our website, thefullpodcast.com, and follow us. We'd appreciate your support. More episodes are soon on their way.